Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve, a Symphony Olivas, and he is James Bubblegum Breakwell. And uh, James, we are in the last week of Christmas in August, and when you knew that you were going to get another chance to record with Steve, you must have been like hopping back and forth from one foot to the other, like a kid waiting to go down and tear into his presence. I'm just waiting to see your head burst into flames. I know you're poorly ventilated in the best of times. With that much extra ventilation, I mean, it's only a matter of time so you have heat stroke in the middle of an episode. And I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep going and win the argument, and I'll take my points where I can get them. Man, I don't know how you won the argument this week because it seemed like almost all of the feedback that people bothered to take time to leave was on my side. And yet you still won the poll on Twitter and on Facebook. I won the Facebook poll, which made it kind of, it closed the gap a little, but you smoked me like a pack of camels on Twitter. <laughs> I think we've learned one thing. It's that people on the internet lie. This is not the first time the comments have gone one way and the votes have gone another. So clearly... They just wanted to make you feel better with the comment as they voted against you to crush your hopes and dreams. Well, and this was a unique week with regard to penalty video because we had a double or nothing scenario and apparently you and I interpreted that a little bit differently, but your interpretation favored Steve. Yes, I was, by double or nothing, basically I was the only one at risk there. If I, if I failed, my penalty would be twice as bad as before. And if I won, it was wiped clean. Whereas you just wanted to do a penalty video for the hell of it. And I'm, I'm inclined to let you. Anytime you want to do an extra penalty video, I will not stop you. Well, I had in the back of my mind, all right, we're going to get on, and what I'm going to suggest is that now that we both have a week under our belt, we'll have the rubber match next week, and then the loser has to do the video. Well, actually, you know, I'm not even going to say it out loud because I'll do it for my penalty if I lose ever again, but it is, it's going to take a fit of endurance to get through it. And uh, anyway, that's all I'm going to say. If anyone remembers videos from the early to mid-80s, you'll know one where the singer was moving the entire time through the song. <laughs> I may die during it. You may excel. I don't know. You're a piece of genetic marvel when it comes to endurance. Yeah, only only for humiliation. If humiliation's involved, I can just keep going and going. But like after we stop recording, like I fall on the ground just panting for oxygen. So it's it's never a pretty process. Not not even close. Well, that actually slides us in, like Ricky Henderson to third base, to my compliment to you, and that is that somehow. This is the pie chart of James Breakwell's life. He's got books that he writes that makes him money. He's got appearances he does that make him money. He's got ads that he writes that makes him money. And he's got the podcast that steals a little piece of his soul every time he does them. And yet, yet here you are again, taking time out of your busy schedule for our seven fans. It's a remarkable testimony to your genetic endurance. 
Yeah, I have a really bad history of spending too much time on bad things that never pay <laughs> off. But the problem is, every once in a while, those things that are a waste of time for years, they randomly start paying money. So I'm I'm really reluctant to give up on anything, even you. So here I am, week after week, <laughs> digging myself a deeper hole, thinking maybe someday, by some miracle, this will pay off. But we both know that's not going to happen. This is just a, this is just another time oh, sink. Oh, so. man. Yeah, you never. All your eggs are in my basket. <laughs> All the audio eggs, anyway. It's a, it's a scary thought. We're we're tied at the hip career wise in this whole podcast thing, which probably explains why we're sinking rather than swimming. That's a, completely explains that career trajectory. Well, it might be a hand basket, and you know where those go. <laughs> well, I have a compliment for you as well that I'm now going to think of off the top I of my would head. Think so. <laughs> I would like to compliment <laughs> you. I'm pretending that you're 25 or 30 years younger this weekend, going out and partying at a Journey concert and coming out alive. Oh my God! I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw those pictures start to roll in that you were out there in public with alcohol, I thought he's gonna die. There's no way he comes out of this alive. He's gonna be up past his 9 p.m. you know bedtime with one drink in his system, and that's gonna be it. You're gonna flatline. But here you are. One. I'm sure you're probably still hung over 24 hours later, but you somehow made it through. I don't know how many adrenaline shots it took to your heart to get you to, to stand up today, but you are here. You did survive the concert. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to find another way to kill you. That's all there is to it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I feel 30 years older, ironically, <laughs> after last night. Mrs. Steve in a little worse shape than me. She was kind of ruined for the better part of the day today after last night. Man, and uh, I put in one of the pictures, she looks, or I look drunker than her in the picture, but she was actually drunker than me because she weighs like 110 pounds. And so we were both kind of matching drink for drink and I've, I've done well over two for one for her body weight. So she thought she could leg it out and she had a good time. And I, I tweeted that this morning. She doesn't have a good time letting her hair down and going nuts very often. So I was glad to see her relax. And now she's paying the piper who was banging down the door this morning. But thank you for the compliment. And uh, I'm hoping I can keep up with you tonight because about three of the four remaining brain cells were killed off last night. The other one's cornered and it's fighting for all that it's worth to stay alive. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to exert itself now because we've got a, a tough topic tonight. Which is better for flooring, yes. hardwood floors or carpet? And not just for flooring, but for living on. Because <laughs> hardwood is kind of the trend right now, but I'm pretty sure you and I... Well, I don't know. You grew up on a farm. Interesting. I really, a lot of my farmer friends had hardwood. There's a... You know, I was, I was on the farm very briefly. It's, it's a greater part of my biography than it deserves to be. But yeah, I've, I think we've all grown up <laughs> on a mix of carpet and hardwood floor, especially those who of us who were around in the 80s and 90s. So uh, I think we can argue both points. So go ahead and flip the Guam quarter of fate so that it might bless me with the All better right. argument. As so always. we're going to stick again to the 15-minute format because it seems that people have had their fill of us <laughs> time. So what time. So what do the two sides represent for you, Mr. Breakwell? Heads, I'm hardwood. Tails, I'm carpet. 
Heads is hardwood, tails carpet, quarter is up and down. I tell you what, you've had a rash of heads lately, and this week is no exception. Heads, oops, you have hardwood. All right, well, this is going to be an easy open and shut case. I'm pretty sure people have their minds made up before I even open my mouth, so I'm just going to confirm what they already believe. There is a reason that everybody on the planet is switching to hardwood floors right now. It is, it is the most popular flooring substance ever. Uh, it's easier to clean. Uh, it gives you flexibility. You can toss a rug on it. You can just leave it bare. It looks great either way. It's durable. You know, you have to replace carpet every every five or ten years, depending on how hard you are on it. Hardwood floors, those are there for life. I mean, you might have to refinish them once in their life, depending on how much you beat them up. But it's the same wood floor there. It lasts forever. It's hard. It's wood. It's got everything you need. And I don't know why anyone would even think you want carpet. There's a reason people have been tearing it out for the last 10 years. What can you even say in defense of it? <laughs> I'm just one word, James, luxuriousness. <laughs> that I like to bathe my body in luxury. You know what I'm saying? No. It's why I take bubble baths in the evening. Why I have a specially prepared loofah in the <laughs> bathtub for my soft but sensitive skin. I'll put supple in there and we'll complete the alliteration. Yeah, no. But carpeting, man, <coughs> are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> I'm you're, shuddering you're, so hard over here. <laughs> <laughs> carpeting, you can lay out on carpeting and just feel good, especially when it's new and it kind of has that new carpet smell and I'm probably going to get asbestos poisoning at some point or mesothelioma <laughs> or COPD from the chemicals, but man, it just feels good. And I'm sad, James. I'm sad that shag carpeting went out of style in 1978 because I love shag carpet. If you ever wrestle with your dog and pronounce the word wrestle, like you don't want to do that on hardwood. You're going to be like you just took a spill on the asphalt driveway off your skateboard. Like you want carpeting to roll around and mess with your dog's muzzle and pull on their ears and punch it in the midst of it. But that can't happen. Dog <laughs> boxing happen going on, on over there. There. <laughs> <laughs> I had an 80 pound poodle that would attack like a mountain lion and get you in the back of the neck from behind. God, I hated that dog. Anyway, but carpeting also takes away the part of hardwood that I dislike, which is, and I don't know what kind of shoes you have to wear to work, but if my wife wears nice shoes or I wear nice shoes with hard soles, you get that click, click, bang, bang, bang on the hardwood and the carpet absorbs all of that sound. And so you can walk around the house and not wake up the neighbors. So carpeting has a comfort level to it and it also has a sound dampening effect to it. And when you have 27 kids like you do, James, you need that carpeting to act like sound baffles on the floor. That's an argument that I don't think you have any answer for. Well, I would like to throw in a, a second compliment to you tonight. That is the highest concentration oh. of BS I have ever heard you put out there. You could <laughs> fertilize an entire field of soybeans with that. It would be 10 feet high by the time you were done. That was incredible. Wow. So, I first of all, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm at, at this point in your life, you have never laid down the carpet. You would not be able to get back up off the floor. I am confident of that. <laughs> Second of all, pets destroy carpet. They have an accident here or there. It never really comes all the way out. You get the pet hair in it. You clean it, but it never gets up. And you don't really see how truly soaked through it is until that one time you tear out the carpet and replace it. And you look at the bottom side, you're like, oh, so that's what we've been walking on all this time. And as for carpet, carpet is what makes those crazy homeowners make you take off your shoes when you get in there. Nobody makes you take off your shoes what? for hardwood floor. Nobody cares. But like, oh, we've got white carpet. Take off your shoes. Don't tell me you've never been in a house with white carpet. They're out there. You probably own one. I bet you have some white carpet in your house. <laughs> 
no, are you kidding me? It's a, our, our carpet matches our dog. Yeah, it's, it's brown and the dog is camouflaged. Like the carpet became sentient when that thing stands up. Because you get a, you get dirt on, on a wood floor, you get pet hair on a wood floor, you just swiffer it up, you wipe it up, you're done. You get a you get a stain on carpet, that's a huge deal. I have a giant carpet cleaner in my basement for those few sections of our house that are still carpeted. And we go over and over them again. I mean, there's a rainbow-colored uh, stain upstairs that looked like a clown exploded from that famous shock that incident. Yeah, and it's still there. And you know what we're going to have to do? We finally gave up cleaning. We're just going to replace all of the carpet upstairs because it's that bad. We don't have to replace any of the hardwood floors. The hardwood floors are just fine. So carpet is just a menace. It is so labor-intensive to take care of. And it is just a, a it's a monument to all your mistakes as a parent. Every stain just goes on there forever, staring at you until you get so sick of it that you tear it back out. Why would you want to live like that? Carpet is atrocious. And I think I can say with authority as somebody who has both carpet and hardwood floors in his house, hardwood floors are the way to go and carpets are just for bad people. That's that's where we're at here. You've you've made terrible choices in life if you have carpeted your house. James, a couple of things. One, it, you sound like you've been vaping meth tonight. Like you have some energy, man. You are coming at it with both barrels blazing. And secondly, that at some point when you give up this podcast and start creating income with your time, you will get carpet that you like. You've probably got builder's grade stuff that feels like a burlap sack on your floor. And the only thing that's good for is absorbing cat pee. Like at some point, you're going to be able to get a nice Berber in there with a thick pad underneath the carpet and you will luxuriate like you're in a bathtub. Sometimes I do naked with my loofah right there in the den. This is why we have seven feeling. listeners. You what? gotta stop with the loofahs. You gotta stop with the luxuriating. It's just, this is the problem right here. I'm diagnosing it on air. <laughs> Once you reach a point in life where you want nice things for yourself because your children won't destroy them, which seems to be, at least if your kids are like mine, their only goal in life because they know they're going to outlive us anyway. So they might burn through their inheritance as long as they have time and energy. <laughs> but once you get that good carpet, you will thank yourself because it is so much nicer. And yeah, you got to run a vacuum over it once in a while, but you'll have a maid for that. And... <laughs> At least you'll have pants on when she shows up at the front door. That's a lesson learned for Dr. Steve. Well, I think you've managed James, to scar us even well, further. Right, I don't know if you have a... I thought... Well, it, I'm just... I'm go just finish finish your on. thought. Finish your thought. I'm, I'm just going to sit over here traumatized in the corner. You, you wrap it up. <laughs> the time thinking you've got to have better things to do with your life than this all right let's roll the dice real quick we got to get out of here all right so to determine One this week's winner that pen. we're gonna we're gonna hit it yeah. hard you want to vote for me and hardwood floors the obvious winner here vote for 32 if you want to vote for steve Ooh, and his crazy carpet argument you can vote for 45 and if you want to throw your vote away on the non-funny random you can vote for 24 24, Jeff Gordon in the Rainbow Warriors, although uh, he's no longer driving. All right, and that's right up your alley. They're uh, near the Speedway, James. Yes. Uh, yet another sport I do not watch. <laughs> I've got so many of them. I thought you did. Don't you watch Indy? No. In fact, the Indy 500, they no. black it out up here. I refuse to watch the Indy 500. I'm not... 
not get you like like football. They rope you in. It's like you you love the game so much you decide to go see it live. But it, you know, now IndyCar, it's like you can't even see it. Just trust us. It's worth all this money. Come and see it. It's like I have no idea what's going on. I've never seen it on TV. So yeah, they cut out the entire market here. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I I will continue with the NASCAR references then, as long as you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Wrong and Wronger. And if any of the seven of you are left, go onto Twitter and Facebook. Find James or myself. I'm at Steve Olivas. He's at Exploding Unicorn with a big X. And vote. You got to vote this week because I have to get back on the winning ways. Next week, we're going to watch Breakwell's kids do something fantastic. But you, you, the listener and the viewer, it is up to you to do it. And get a friend. Call somebody on the phone. Somebody you don't even know. Dial random numbers and tell them about Wrong and Wrong or you're going to thank me for it in the long run. So until next week, and I don't even know what we're going to talk about next week, James, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be great. <laughs> I can't believe I said that with a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> I am Steve, Dr. Steve Olivas for James, the exploding unicorn break while saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>